Rising Champions, a podcast about the mental side of sports, featuring inspirational interviews with young rising athletes about their quest to win their personal championships. Hosted by Dr. Jason Novetsky of Champion Mindset Group, alongside radio personality Kyle Bogie. Well, another episode of the Rising Champions podcast. I am Kyle Bogey. Of course, we have Dr. Jason Nevetsky of the Champion Mindset Group. And uh, we have an exciting guest on, uh, actually a very young guest uh, on the mm-hmm. podcast uh, this week. And that is, of course, uh, Kai Janvariah, a uh, 15-year-old defenseman uh, who is eligible to be drafted into the OHL this year, has hopes of going to play, you know, college hockey, and of course wants to go on to play uh, in the NHL. And, you know, I guess, Doc, uh, one of the more interesting things, you know, for me uh, as we get going here is him talking about, you know, who his favorite player was. And I I find that fascinating because there are so many athletes, not just in hockey, but uh, football, you know, whatever it may be, basketball, whatever it is, who have been told you're too small. You you don't have long enough arms. You don't have a fast enough 40 time. You know, you don't skate fast enough, whatever it is. And I think it's incredible to me that his favorite player is actually somebody that is excelling at the NHL level. And that is Tori Krug, who of course is a defenseman for the Boston Bruins and has a huge role on power play and, and is somebody who facilitates a lot of what is going on in those scenarios. And to me, in the game of hockey, if you can just forget about what people say and forget about the size issue and all of that, you could potentially have a huge future uh, in the game of hockey. And it seems like Kai is kind of trying to avoid the stereotypes and just focus on what he can do and utilize his skill. And hopefully the size kind of comes with it. Yeah. I think what's better about Kai is the size of his character. And, and that's going to pop through in the interview as everybody will hear. And I agree with you. I am, I'm really tired of hearing um, coaches or scouts talk about people's size or lack of this or lack of that, because we have so many stories nowadays of people overcoming that stereotypical athletic build, or, you know, you got to be this tall to be quarterback or this tall to be a defenseman and so on. Um, Kai's taking that, look at it from another point of view. And like he talks about is he's got a chip on his shoulder because of that. So actually you're just giving those players more fuel for their fire uh, to help them go out and accomplish their goals and dreams. I'm just glad nobody has said, uh, you know, Kyle, you're too short to host a podcast. So (laughs) I'm good with that. I understand exactly what you're saying, but uh, another thing, you know, that's very timely and something that, you know, I think is uh, incredibly relevant in, the athletic community, but also in, and just in life in general, you saw the Tampa Bay lightning went out and after years and years and years of being right there, you know, being one of the better teams in the NHL fall short, not win the Stanley cup, not get the job done. And of course, you know, everyone will say Steve Eisman was, you know, one of the people that constructed that team. And now of course he's running the Red Wings. So maybe that'll be good juju down the line that, you know, he was the one that put that team together, but the lightning were for a long period of time, an underachieving team. And I guess to tie it into Detroit and and something that I grew up on, and I'm sure you're, you're incredibly aware of that. It felt like the Red Wings were never going to win a Stanley cup at a certain point because they got into the early 90s. They were, you know, one of the best teams in the league, 
94 lose to Toronto, 95 lose to the Devils, swept actually in the finals. Mm-hmm. 96, the Avs rise up, they beat them in the Western Conference Finals, and then finally in 97, they win the Cup, 98, and so on and so on. Everyone knows the rest. But there is a certain level of adversity that I think a lot of people, teams, organizations, companies need to go through before they reach those bigger levels. And there's so much to learn from that, yeah. that it's, it, you can take so much from it. And I'm sure this is something that you impress upon a lot of your clients, but also just, you know, people that you interact with in life in general. Yeah, you're right. right? I mean, think about it. The same thing happened with the Pistons. And then the Bulls had to go through the Pistons eventually. And, you know, I think there's a pattern there that we're starting to see. And I think with good leadership and a good core value system in an organization, and if you have internally a personal good core value system and you have some beliefs and goals about yourself, you can persevere. And something that we talk about a lot in my office is you can't control what just happened to you, but you certainly can can control how you respond and what you can learn from what you just went through and build upon it. And I think that's what these good teams and good players are doing is they're, they're using it as fuel and they're learning from their experiences and they're capitalizing on that and growing from it. And that's what winners do. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, the NBA as well. You know, we have what Jimmy Butler who was on the Miami heat and he was somebody who was not highly recruited, you know, went to Marquette, ended up, you know, going from Marquette, you know, onto the NBA, getting opportunities, bouncing from team to team, teams that didn't necessarily believe in him. And now he's in, you know, the NBA finals and, and leading the Miami Heat, really. You have a Duncan Robinson who went and played Division Three basketball. And then, oh, by the way, all of a sudden transferred to the University of Michigan worked with a John Beeline, who I think is one of the most brilliant, you know, athletic and, and basketball minds in the entire world. Oh, and then all of a sudden, when he thinks his career is over, he ends up latching on with a team, the Miami Heat, and gets an opportunity. There are so many examples of people who have essentially been told, you're not the right fit. You're not the right guy. You're, you can't do this and are now at the precipice of, like something that I envy so much, like everything you would want to accomplish in the athletic world. Like for, for people like you and I, we just want to shoot a good score in golf, you know, but there, but there are so many incredible athletes out there who have done all of the work, done everything they can. It works out for some, but for others who have put in the time and have dealt with the adversity, the ultimate payoff is really it's coming to fruition on so many levels and all you have to do is pay attention and look at those stories and really read into them. Yeah. And I think you're going to hear Kai kind of allude to that as well with his goal setting in in terms of what he does. He has his eye on the long-term prize and he knows in the short term what he needs to accomplish to get there. But more importantly, he focuses on the process every day. And he mentions how he doesn't care if there's scouts in the stands It doesn't matter to him. He's still going to go home and work on what he needs to work on to get better. So just staying focused on what your goals and dreams are and not caring what anybody else says about you or thinks about you or put some kind of glass ceiling on you, just bust through that ceiling and get after what you think you you deserve. Yeah, I mean, so many people along my path have just told me, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't play professional sports or even college sports, you know, and, you know, you're never going to be able to talk about that or, you know, be able to do that. You know, and that's small potatoes compared to what these guys are going through. And I think Kai, uh, you know, 
really can kind of speak to that. So uh, a, a fantastic interview. Uh, looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, please, of course, uh, dive into that. If you haven't caught up on all of the interviews that we have done so far uh, here on the Rising Champions podcast, please subscribe, download, share, you know, it, it, give your reviews, you know, questions, comments, whatever it may be. Uh, please go ahead and do that. Uh, we have so many other great interviews uh, that are coming up because this is the peak peak sports season that we have here. Uh, and we have so much to continue to do. So uh, with that, uh, we are going to jump right into this interview with uh, Kai Janvaria uh, on the uh, Rising Champions podcast. All right. Well, Kai, we are uh, really excited to have you here on the uh, Rising Champions podcast. And I guess, you know, Doc, you probably want to start with something else. But for me personally, I, I got to start with something, uh, you know, hyper relevant uh, with what is going on in the NHL and, you know, the hockey world. But the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to get the Stanley Cup win, you know, just a, a couple of days ago. And gosh, I mean, they've been trying to get it for a while now. It feels like they should have gotten it probably a couple of years ago. So um, you watch uh, some of the, you know, terrific players on the Lightning. Were you able to watch? Were you able to take it in? And, and what, what are your thoughts, I guess, on uh, the Lightning's uh, Stanley Cup win? Yeah, I thought that they've definitely, like, dominated the league, at least in regular season for probably – past two to three years and they had a unlucky run I guess last year and uh, I don't know I guess they were just resilient this year and had a good bounce back yeah I mean it was really fun to watch the, the hockey I think was incredible <laughs> the whole time during the bubble season so to speak but it was really odd watching them win and carry the cup around no, no fans in the stadium kind of anticlimactic a little bit uh, for Tampa Bay. But anyway, Kai, we're really excited to have you on the show. Uh, you and I have known each other now for, I think, over two years now. And so I kind of watched you grow up a little bit in the, in the hockey ranks. So uh, bring us up to speed on, on where you're going to be playing this fall and uh, the outlook for your season and your team. Yeah, so this year I'm playing at CompuWare 15U AAA. And uh, we've actually already started our season. We started it about start of August, actually. Mm -hmm. And we've already played 11 games. And um, the rinks are opening up now. We just kind of have to play with masks sometimes. But it's definitely opening up more. Okay. And how's it going for you so far this year? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good so far. We're, our team is – we've played 11 games. We're 10-1 and one right now. So we're doing okay. good. Yeah. And Kyle, did you notice I asked him how it's, how it's going for him right now, and he went right to his team. And that's the kind <laughs> of guy Kai is, and that's why I love working with someone like him because he's a team-first guy all the time. I always try to pull individual information out of him in our sessions, and the first thing he wants to talk about is how his team is doing. That just shows you the kind of leader and, and kind of person he is. Well, and, and, and as somebody who has, uh, you know, covered uh, in the past a lot of recruiting and, you know, kids who have gotten recognition and have been reached out to by, you know, a lot of college coaches or, you know, professional scouts. I mean, that's, that's absolutely fantastic that, you know, that that's something that you speak to and want to be a part of, because I, I will say, and all of the you know coaches that I've talked to, that's something that stands out to them, that they want to see someone who is not just, Hey, I want to see how many offers I can get. Hey, I want to see what's going to happen for me. No, it, it really is about a young man who is clearly trying to set himself up for the future, but also trying to make sure that, you know, you, you put the spotlight on your team. Is that something that's kind of important to you right now? Yeah, definitely. And uh, especially this year, 
we have a really good group of guys, like probably top three in the nation. So we have a chance to win a national championship. It must be really exciting uh, for you to be part of something like that. I know you've been craving something like that for a long time. And uh, Kai's the kind of guy and been on great teams that have been traveling all over the country and played in that big tournament in Quebec. Uh, And so got to experience some uh, pretty heavy-duty type of hockey all over the world. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, Kai, let's get into what this show is all about. It's the mental side of sports. And so – Talk to us about when you first came to see me uh, back in June of 2018. Uh, One of the big reasons you came in was because, you know, as good as you are, you were still pretty hard on yourself. So bring us up to speed on what that was all about and what were some of the things that we worked on that helped you, you know, overcome that? Yeah, I guess um, when I came to you for the first time, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I guess I was really – hard on myself and upset with myself after like every game practice, like never was like, I'm not like satisfied, but just like, like it was never enough or like, I just didn't know how to handle like not having success all the time. And I definitely think that the first thing we covered is like, like having a thing to bring you back from adversity. Mm -hmm. Like, I had the first thing that you told me about is finding something like when a goalie squirts his water up after he gets scored on and watches like a drip of water hit the ice and then like the goal is done in his mind or something like that. And it just kind of stuck with me. And now I do the same thing when I come back to the bench and it's done. Yeah. And then lots of our athletes have brought that up where uh, like a recovery process of letting things go, whether it's picking up some grass in the golf course and letting it blow away. Um, or like you said, squirting some water out of a bottle and the, the water squirting out of the bottle is the problem and now it's gone. And so it's time to move on and get back in the present moment. So what are some of the other things that you and I worked on that you found really interesting and important? Because I know we talked a lot about controlling what we can control and we talked about mm-hmm. preparation skills and visualization and setting goals and character skills and things like that. What stuck out to you that has been you know, instrumental in your success? Definitely goal setting and visualization are the two things that just every day that I use and they have impacted like everything I do and it helped so much. Talk to us a little bit about the type of goal setting that you and I have done just to help some younger athletes. So if they were listening, you can instruct them on what they should be doing with their goals. Yeah. So like long-term goals that we covered, like my long-term goals are I want to play for the U S and TDP. I want to play college hockey and in the NHL and like, obviously my midterm goals would be like, what are my goals for that season? And then process goals are what do I need to do or accomplish to be able to accomplish my uh, season goals. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. Um, The Tampa Bay lightning head coach mentioned, uh, you know, all the years of, of failure and, and of coming up just short essentially of winning the Stanley cup and, and being able to get the ultimate goal. And I think, Honestly, the entire sporting world watched, you know, as the lightning, you know, just, just continued to fall short. And it was like, this is an unbelievably talented team. How could they possibly do this? And, you know, I, am someone who's, who's a little bit older and, uh, and doc, I'm sure you, you understand this as well. The Detroit Red Wings in the mid nineties, you know, before they ended up winning cups in 97, 98, you know, 2002 and 2008, 
they went through a lot of failure. They, they didn't make it. Like Steve Eisenman was drafted in, what, 1983 and didn't win until 1997. It's incredible how much failure and how much adversity needs to happen for you to learn and grow to eventually win a championship. I guess how much of that have you, you know, dealt with? How much of that have you talked about, you know, so far with Dr. Nevetsky to, to realize, okay, I need to deal with some of that to eventually move on and continue to get better. Yeah, definitely. Obviously I haven't gone through as much adversity as I guess a guy in Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> just won the Stanley Cup, but I've gone through like my own kind of adversity. Like I get, I always get overlooked because of my size. I'm like five, five playing against guys that are like six, two, six, three and stuff like that. But like, I guess just every time I play, I just try to play with a chip on my shoulder and like play with something to prove because that's kind of what stands out to some people. And I guess some people say that like I'm five, five, but I play like I'm six, two or something like that. And I guess like, like just like finding something that like a chip on my shoulder has helped me definitely through adversity or anything. I just, I don't really think about what I've gone through now. I just think about like what I want to do. So, so Kai, that that's perfect. It's, it's like you've done this before. Uh, you're you're a seasoned veteran when it comes to uh, you know leading into the next question because I I actually grew up in the same neighborhood as Tory Krug, obviously the you know the wonderful defenseman for the Boston Bruins, and literally I I mean people close to me, people in the area, people in the city, people beyond said he's too little. Like he's gonna go to Michigan State, and you know he'll be, he'll be passed by. There's no way he's going to go pro. There's no way he can do all this. And he just continued to prove people wrong at every level. And now he's having incredible success. He's playing for a great franchise. He's making incredible money. And I just wonder if that's somebody that you would look up to. And that's kind of the mindset that you have. Yeah, definitely. That is actually my favorite player. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. And I've met him a couple of times, so I've had – I've like gotten to talk with him about that kind of stuff. And he was always talking. He never actually talked about the adversity that he faced or anything like that. He would always talk about like, he would always say how he'd find something that he was like good at. And he'd like, it'd give him confidence to like be better at like something that he's not great at. So that's another great lead into another area that a lot of our athletes work on is managing their confidence. And, and you and I have talked uh, extensively about strategies that you and I uh, can use to, to manage that confidence, like your body language and your self-talk and visualization and preparation and past success. What have you used to, to manage your confidence when things aren't going uh, the way you want to? I definitely use like, visualization and past success and just like how if I just keep at it I know that like I can catch a break or something good will happen kind of I just like I guess just believe not like I don't want to like overthink anything but I just want to believe and like just play my game kind of okay and and let's get into that what is your style of play Uh, you're still playing defense correct so talk to us a little bit about the style of play that Kai plays out on the ice. I'd say that I'm definitely like a quarterback of the play when the puck is on my stick. I'd say that every time I move the puck up, I'm jumping up trying to create offense. 
and I'm definitely the first one back and and I definitely do my job I'd say pretty well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot of young athletes that have to deal with getting attention you know young men young women who have scouts in the stands coaches in the stands you know parents you know certainly uh you know who are watching and monitoring and making sure that you're training properly and all of that so I guess with big aspirations and dreams, how do you handle the very early attention that you're starting to get, you know, on a bigger level from, from essentially the game of hockey? Well, I'd say that for handling the attention, like I just kind of stuck to what I've always done, like recently to just having success, which is like, no matter, I guess, what's what a scout says about me whether it's good or bad i'm still just going to be shooting pucks and working out like i always have been i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let what they say kind of affect me because at the end of the day kind of like it it doesn't really matter until you go somewhere kind of what was there ever a point i guess where you know on the ice you in some way you know thought about that, Hey, there's, you know, so-and-so in the stands or anything like that, or have you just been able to walk in, handle what you have to handle and just, just play your game? Yeah, I definitely before seeing coach Jason, I would always like maybe see them in the stands or something. And I would kind of get like nervous and I'd start overthinking how I'm playing and stuff like that. And I would not worry about what I'm doing in like the present. Mm-hmm. And what we talked about a lot, Kyle, was keeping our mindset and our thoughts within the confines of the ice and the glass and kind of putting ourselves in our own little bubble because we can't control who shows up to watch us. We can't control what they think about us. And and one thing we have to remember is they're there to see us because of what we've been doing. Mm -hmm. And so we just got to, like Kai said, just keep being yourself. Uh, I find that too many athletes notice the scouts in the stands and then try to do something above and beyond what they're capable of. And that's usually when they don't play as well as they can and they get nervous and tighten up and they make a lot of mistakes. So Kai, is that something that's been helpful for you is just to focus on playing your game when the scouts are there? Yeah, definitely. Just kind of sticking to what I know and always trying to get better and stuff like that has just helped me just play my game and not worry about what other people think. Right. And, and that kind of leads into something that came up in our last episode, too. And Kai and I worked on the concept of image and identity. And Kai, fill us in a little bit on how that work that we did and really understanding who you are as a hockey player and um, focusing on what you're interested in and the kind of style of player you are has helped you, you know, be yourself out there. Yeah, I would say that the identity statement that we made for me has helped me every day. I say it like every day, like honestly in my head, I probably say it like once every hour. Wow. But, like it just kind of like keeps me like, I guess not really calm, but just like knowing that like that's who I am and like I like sticking to that will like help me, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, you know, obviously there's, there's so many different levels and I, I've learned this over the years. Um, you know, I had a cousin who, played freshman year of high school hockey and obviously that wasn't you know the level that he needed to be on but he wanted to be a normal kid get his varsity letter 
and then go on and do other things. He went and played in the OHL for many years, and now he's playing, uh, you know, actually college hockey in Canada because you're allowed to do that. So I guess for you, what, you know, I don't know if you've thought about this, but have you thought about what the next steps are and what, what your goals are and what you want to accomplish, you know, as you continue to move forward and progress as a hockey player and a student? Yeah, so this year is actually my OHL, USHL, and TDP draft year. And I really am I'm trying to make the US NTDP or I guess the first step is top 40 camp, which is in March. And I guess that's the best 40 players in the US for my age group, which is 2005. And I guess that's like the tryout camp. And if you have a really good tryout camp, then you've proven that you can be on that team, which you play against in, you play in the USHL and you play against some college teams because like you're elite for your age group. And then after that, I'm hoping to play uh, Division One college hockey, hopefully at, like, a school like U of M or BU. And then after that, I'm trying to get make it to the NHL. Well, I have no doubt that you have the, the mental fortitude to, to make your goals come true. Uh, I guess, in, in, you know, wrapping this up a little bit is what would you give – what advice would you give some up-and-coming hockey players that maybe are also, you know – little on a smaller side, but are tough. What would you advise them to be doing uh, at this point in their life so they can get to the point where you're at with chances to play at a very high level? <laughs> um, I guess I'd say, like, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough for you, you, you at your age, to be giving advice to other people, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I guess I'd just say, like, never being, like, satisfied with yourself and always trying to like be be better, like be a better version of yourself every day. Like, and you can't like beat up on yourself either. Like always be like confident in yourself, like have a chip on your shoulder and be like, hey, I'm, I'm here for a reason now. Like let's prove it to these people, I guess. And that's amazing advice. And I love the idea of always becoming a better version of yourself and not comparing yourself to others. Cause that's always a losing game. And uh, we, that's something we did talk about and it comes up a lot is the comparison problem. And so Kai, that's a very mature answer uh, for you to give advice about. Yeah. yeah and I, I guess, uh, you know, last one for me is I, I suppose how much has, you know, the fact that you take the game of hockey very seriously and you're trying to make sure that hockey sets you up for the future, whether it be on the ice, off the ice, you know, whatever it may be, I guess, has that changed how you watch the game? You know, like, are you watching, I don't know, you know, the, the Stanley cup playoffs that just ended, you know, the other night and looking at, Oh wow. You know, what did Victor Hedman do? Or, you know, if things like that, like how much are you picking up on a night to night basis watching what's going on in the NHL. Yeah, definitely. Like my coach is always like one of my really good coaches has always told me like, when you watch a hockey game, don't watch as a fan, watch as a player and as a player <laughs> playing in that game. Hmm. So like, it's just kind of been like a habit now. So like every time, like, like you said, Victor had me like during the playoffs, he had a great playoff run, but like all of his breakouts were great. All of like, the way he defended and forced people into the corners and took the puck from them and the way he got up in the play and he scored like the most goals a defenseman has ever scored in the playoffs, which is, I think it was like 10, which like 
it just that that was just the con spike was just like the icing on the cake for how good of a playoff run he had and mm-hmm. how great he played up and down like defensively, offensively in the neutral zone. Everything he did, he was like on point. Yeah. And, and, and also the first Swedish born uh, player to win the Smythe, uh that is not a former Detroit Red Wing, uh, wow. Henrik Zetterberg and Nicholas Lidstrom. So, uh, and I, hey, hey, this is a Detroit, you know, podcast. So obviously yeah. we're make sure we mentioned that. Go ahead. Doc. Yeah. No, I would just say lastly, Kai, you know, none of our athletes can do what they do alone. So I'm just curious if, uh, you know, you'd like to give some credit to some of the people in your life uh, that have helped you along the way. And this is an opportunity for you to be grateful and give some thanks to some of those folks. I'd definitely say my mom and my dad, because they were the ones that honestly kind of pushed me to go to you. And when I went to you, then I started seeing like in my everyday life in school and especially in hockey, like, the differences that have been made in my game and as a person, I'm just kind of more like confident the way I carry myself. And I guess like more, more like, more like, I guess like not smart about things, but just like how we talked about like having a neutral position on things kind Mm -hmm. of like that. Just more aware. Yeah. More aware. Like I was used to just be negative and like, kind of selfish now I'm more of like trying to be like uplifting and have like a positive outlook on things okay great awesome well Kai we thank you so much for being on the rising champions podcast and uh wish you well and I look forward to seeing you uh in the future down the road yeah thank you very much thanks Kai Thank you for listening to the Rising Champions podcast. Please subscribe and join us again next week for another episode. 